You're listening to Lateral Media. This is Monica. Welcome back to my podcast. So far, this year has been very productive in terms of reading, and I hope it continues like that. I had a very good reading month in January, and February was good too, although I did kind of stop reading during the second half of it. But it was still good and productive, and that's the point. I hate to approach reading as if it were a competition. I hate when I catch myself doing that and I hate when other people do it because reading should be something you do for pleasure and there shouldn't be any stress involved. I don't know how it is for you, but personally my biggest competition is myself. Like I don't care about other people and how much they are reading, but I do care about my reading and I often catch myself trying to read more than I read in the past. To a certain extent, I think this can be a good thing, but there is, of course, a limit. And if I happen to cross that line, then I'm not being good to myself anymore. But all this to say that I haven't crossed any line yet this year. I'm trying to pick up books that I'm curious about or that I know I'm going to love. I'm trying to go month by month selecting books for that month and then just picking whatever I feel like reading from that selection. Unfortunately, I haven't read many books that wowed me so far this year, but I have read books that I was curious about and I am having fun, so this is what matters. So I'm here to talk about the books that I have read in January and February and I'll try to be as brief as possible so this episode doesn't go, uh, doesn't get too long. In January, I read Needful Things by Stephen King. You already know what I thought about it. Um, this story is about a demon, the devil, a really bad guy uh, who's not really human and who opens up an antique shop called Needful Things in Castle Rock. So his name is Leland Gaunt, and he promises people he can give them whatever it is their hearts desire, but there is a price. They have to prank someone who Gaunt selects. And little by little, he turns people against each other, and things get really violent. There's only one person who can save the town, and this is Sheriff Alan Pangborn, one of my favorite characters from King. I enjoyed this novel more than I thought I would, but I only gave it three stars. I talked more about it in the previous Reading King episode, so you can listen to that if you haven't already. I also read Jesus Christ in Texas by William Edward Burkhard Dubois. This is a short story in which a stranger arrives in Waco, Texas, and starts talking about love and respect. And wouldn't it be nice if we were all kinder to each other? <laughs> this man is neither black 
nor white, so people don't know what to do with him, and he is eventually lynched. I gave it two and a half stars. I thought it was okay. It's really well written, like everything else I've read from Dubois, and rating is so subjective, right? Two and a half is not bad for me. It's okay, like it's it's there, you know. And I recommend this short story. I read Fábulas e Lendas Africanas Reimaginadas, which is a Brazilian collection of short stories based in ancient African tales. Some of the stories are amazing, and they are all very, very well written, but I only gave it two stars, because I don't like collections of short stories, and it's rare for me to have a good reading experience with them. But speaking of short stories, I read a lot of them in January, and just to be clear, I like and enjoy individual short stories, I just don't like collections or anthologies. So, from Isar Tagon, who has been a guest on the podcast before, I read O Castigo, Hell de Janeiro, Revelação, Cassiopeia, and Breu. O Castigo is about a woman who works at a travel agency with some weird colleagues, and then one day um, one of her colleagues doesn't show up, and people act like she doesn't exist. So she starts to suspect something is very wrong, and then her boss asks her to come to his office. I gave it four stars, I really enjoyed this story. It's dark, it's sarcastic, it's really good. Hell de Janeiro was absolutely amazing, and I gave it five stars. It's about Sir Travis, an English merchant who is spending a few days in Rio in 1808, so right when the Prince Regent of Portugal fled from Napoleon and came to Brazil with the royal family. And Sir Travis starts to investigate a couple of murders while he's here. So these women who are slaves were found dead on the streets and they died in a horrific way. And this English merchant who is horrified by what he's seeing in Brazil in general... He gets curious and starts to investigate. It's really funny and I, I just loved it. Loved it. Revelação was also a five-star read, but it's quite heavy. Pretty different from Rio de Janeiro. Uh, in this story, a police detective is confronted with an upsetting revelation from her goddaughter, who's only seven years old. Cassiopeia is a sci-fi mystery short story. So we have this detective who is retired and through a video call, she witnesses an attack on her ex-fiancé and her body is found soon after that. So now this detective has to go to Cassiopeia, which is another planet, and it's where her ex-fiancé was living to figure out what happened. I gave it three stars because I don't like sci-fi, but it's a good story. Now, Breu is really good. It's about a woman who moves to a small countryside town to work at the Palumbu residence. Um, she's going there to take care of Carmen Palumbu, who had a stroke and can't walk or talk or do anything. Um, besides Carmen, her husband also lives in the house. And it's a big, big house. And this husband is much younger than Carmen, which is weird. 
So our protagonist starts to wonder about what really happened to that family. It's a gothic mystery and I liked it very much. I gave it four stars. From Dai Celestino, I read Vizinhos, which is about a man who starts questioning his sanity when he realizes his neighbors keep changing. Like different people come out of the apartment next to his all the time. And they all claim to have lived there for many years and none of them seem to know him. So it's pretty disturbing. I liked it very much and I gave it four stars. From Cutting Alvarez, I read O Fim e o Começo de Todas as Coisas, which is about a woman who has always had a terrible relationship with her grandfather. And now that he's dying, basically, she starts thinking about him with more kindness. And she remembers how much he loved and feared the ocean and how he taught her to have the same relationship with it. And then something happens and she discovers that there is a reason behind that love and that fear. It wasn't one of my favorite stories from Cutting Alvarez and I only gave it two stars. From Paula Fabi I read No Meio do Caminho and I hated it. I'm so sorry, I hated it. <laughs> I can't even say what it is about because I erased it from my mind because I hated it so much. So liking or not liking an author is something that is very subjective as well. And I think it's important to recognize the value, if not the quality of the person's work, even if we don't like it. For example, I don't like Tolkien, I can barely stand Tolkien, but I know how relevant his work is and how good of a writer he was. I don't think he was a good author, but he was a very good writer. Um, not to compare Tolkien with Paula Fabi, but I think a lot of people like her. A lot of people whose opinions I respect like her. Uh, I've recently read a book that she co-wrote with Claudia Lemis and it was okay. So I know that she writes very well. I understand what she tries to do with her writing, but uh, it's just not for me. I really don't like her style at all, but she's a good artist and I can acknowledge that. So <laughs> there you go. And just because I said I don't like collections of short stories, I read Malum Memorium which is a collection of short stories, but they are all true accounts or based on true accounts of paranormal experiences. I had a wonderful time reading this book, to be honest. It felt like listening to an episode of a true horror podcast. So, four stars, liked it very much. And then I had the pleasure of reading Revelando Passado by Samada Hesse. This book is about this woman who starts seeing the spirits of two twins after taking photos of a Victorian mansion. So she's a photographer and she became friends with the woman who owns the mansion. And she begins seeing these twins all the time. She also sees another spirit of a woman this time. And this one is very scary. But she only sees this woman when she goes to the mansion. And they also appear in some of the photos that she took there. Uh, so there are two mediums who try to help them and help these spirits in the house as well. And as they progress and learn more about the spirits, they find out 
the photographer and the woman who owns the house that they are involved with them like they are a part of the story um and like i said last week i found the plot so compelling and interesting because it was the perfect setting for a horror story but in reality it was a beautiful story about forgiveness and love i gave it five stars i loved it and it was a surprise. I didn't think I was going to like it that much. So, very enjoyable. Next, I read Armed Dangerous by Brett Halliday. So, we have Mike Shane, a private detective who gets involved with Michelle, a French woman who is in New York for a job. She's a criminal. She's there to lead a group that she gathered for the job. And Mike Shane gets involved with her. Um, this book feels like you're watching a cheesy action movie. Like it's entertaining, but nothing more than that. There's no substance. Um, Shane is like that main character who is the best in everything he does. But it actually feels like everybody else is a bit dumb, so he can be the best. Um, it's just okay, I gave it three stars. I wouldn't go out of my way to read another book um, from the series, so it was just okay. Wuthering Heights was my classic reread of January. I've already talked a lot about it, so yeah, perfect, five stars, amazing, not a romance, <laughs> love it. I try to read The Big Four by Agatha Christie. I mean, I I did read it, but I just I just can't like her. I don't know. So there's a criminal group called the Big Four, led by powerful by a powerful Chinese man, an American billionaire, a French woman, and a fourth person. Poirot and Hastings try to find the identity of the members and stop the gang. Uh, and that's it. I gave it two stars. I thought it was meh. I really wasn't interested in the story at all. I wasn't immersed in it. I didn't have fun reading it. I didn't want to read it actually, but I just kept trying because I really just wanted to be a person who likes Agatha Christie. But maybe that's not for me and that's okay. I still have Sherlock Holmes who I love very much, and I know I'm pissing a lot of people off by saying this, but anyway. To close January, I read the first volume of the Black Widow comics, The Finally Woven Thread. I'm not a big uh, comic book reader, but I do enjoy some comic books, and this one was given to me by my brother-in-law, so it wasn't something that I actively searched for, but I liked it, gave it three stars. It was quite enjoyable. In February, I read Submersão by Juliana D'Aglio. Um, this is the second book in a series called Lago Negro. It's about a girl who's had many mental issues. She's been instituted before and she writes a book about vampires and angels that is actually a metaphor for things that have happened in reality and that continued to happen in this small town in the countryside of Sao Paulo. She goes to this town to study, there's a university there, 
And once she's there, she begins to remember things about her past. One of the things, just the tip of the iceberg, really, is that she has already written the book that she's writing now. Like, this is the second time she writes that story, but she doesn't have any knowledge or memory of the first time. So this is the second book in the series. I liked it. I didn't really love it. I don't think it was as good as the first one. Because, you know, uh, second book syndrome, there's a lot of ground to cover, lots of things to explain. But I liked it. I gave it three and a half stars and I have high hopes for the third book in the series. Then I read Cura Espiritual da Depressão by Alirio de Cerqueira Filho. It talks about spiritual causes for depression and how to make it better and eventually cure it or manage it in a way that doesn't paralyze you. I thought it was really interesting and I gave it three and a half stars as well. I also read The Raven King, which is book four in The Raven Cycle by Maggie Stiefvater. So this is the last book. This is the book that closes the series. And I didn't like it as much as I liked the others. It was only three stars for me. My favorite books in the series are The Dream Thieves and Blue Lily Lily Blue. And I think they were so good <laughs> that the conclusion of the story felt a little bit short. But that's just my opinion. I still love Maggie's writing and I think you should read the series if you like weird people doing magic and just being weird. Now what I'm going to say next might make you very angry, but I want you to remember that I'm just a voice on the internet and you don't have to take what I say so seriously. This is just my personal opinion that I happen to be sharing here on my podcast. So I read Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass and I didn't like it at all. Not even a single little bit, to be fair. I gave Adventures in Wonderland two stars, so I'm sure there was something about it that I enjoyed. I can't remember what it was, to be honest, but I'm sure there was something. But Through the Looking Glass was terrible for me. I wish I had DNF'd this book. I'm not sure how to explain why I didn't like this book, so I prefer not to say anything right now, but I don't know, maybe you'll hear me talking about it someday. And finally, in February, I read Pretend You Don't See Her by Mary Higgins Clark. So this book is about Lacey, a real estate agent who has to be placed in the witness protection program because she witnessed something that means that her life is now in danger. So she assumes a fake identity and moves to another state, but the man who is after her finds her there and she has to escape him. At the same time, she's trying to solve the case because she believes she has evidence that the police either don't have or don't want to follow. I liked this book. I had a good time reading it. The chasing sequences were really good. The suspense is really, really good. But I thought the ending, like the final confrontation, was rushed. So that's why I gave it three stars. And that's it. That was everything I read in January and February. I hope you liked this episode. You can find me on Instagram at Monica Sanoli, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
Esta foi uma produção Lateral Media. Se você gostou do programa, talvez você goste do Uma Batata e Uma Coquinha, um podcast em português onde um jogador experiente e uma novata falam sobre jogos. Você também pode gostar do Inglês para Mulheres, um podcast de cursos em áudio onde cada temporada lidará com uma habilidade diferente da língua inglesa. A primeira temporada é sobre writing e está completa e disponível para você. Confira todos os programas em monicasanoli.com.br barra lateral tracinho mídia, M-E-D-I-A, mídia em inglês. Ou clique no link na descrição deste episódio. Obrigada por ouvir.